Now, the reason why I said I'm doing the announcements and the preach just from a couple of hours ago is because, unfortunately, Dan, who is not here, he's the preacher for today, and he's supposed to be sitting there right now. And unfortunately, this week he got ill and he went into hospital and they're doing some tests and stuff. But as of last night, he couldn't preach this morning. So I phoned John. I was like, John, you're up. And John's on leave. Then I phoned Richard. He was like, no. And then I was like, Debbie, you can do it, babe. She's like, no, I'm watching Comrades. Um, and um, so if, essentially, you left with me. The... the <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't even have my number one fan, which is my mom. Um, she's got a sore throat, so she's in bed. She might be watching online. Uh, I love you, mom. Hey, oh, thanks, Moira. And um, so essentially, I put together a few words, and it went okay in the, in the first morning service. But it's something that we've been pondering, Janice and myself, as we've been preparing for this new series called Password Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. It comes straight out of that Psalm 100. So I would like to take the first three verses of that Psalm 100 and just share it with you this morning as we climb into the space of corporate worship. Okay. You good to go? Seatbelts on. 30, thanks, 30 years ago, I grew up in Port Elizabeth in a little church called Calvary Baptist Church, and there was about 13 of us or something, I don't know, maybe 15, 50. We used to sing this anthemic corporate worship song, which I'm sure most of you know, and I've been told preachers should never sing, but I'm going to sing for you. And then if you want, you can join me for a little bit, and then I'm going to cut you off. Okay, so it's, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Chorus. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has. You know it. Imagine that. I don't know when that song came out. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, I haven't sang it for years either. But this song is based, this psalm, this song is based on the psalm. It comes up in that verse 4 and 5. We're not going to get to that today. But I'd like to read from the NIV, those first three verses, then read from the message, and pick out a few things today as we start this course, corporate worship series. So here we go. Psalm 100 from the NIV. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Shout. It's making a noise. Gladness. It's happiness. Joyful songs is music. So those three words, noise, happiness, and music. I'm going to touch on those. And then in the message, it says this. On your feet, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. I love that. On your feet. Applause, laughter, singing. So these six words from those two versions of the same scripture. Noise, happiness, music, applause, laughter, and singing. This reminds me, the psalm reminds me of something that's like exciting in the atmosphere. 
It reminds me of like a family birthday party where like you're like celebrating. It reminds me of Christmas or like a big party. Think of those words, noise, happiness, music, applause, laughter, singing. It's like, it's, it's fun. It's like, do you remember that atmosphere of 2010 World Cup? Like South Africa was like, just buzzing, like, because we were just so pumped for the World Cup. Some of you weren't even around for the World Cup, sorry, you missed out. Um, this, this psalmist is saying, enter, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. Now, this gate and these courts are speaking about when you come to your corporate worship space. When they came to the temple to bring a sacrifice of praise back then, that's the equivalent of you guys getting up this morning and driving to this venue to bring God a sacrifice of praise. This is the same space that we're speaking about. And so I asked myself the question, when I got up this morning and when I came to this place to worship with you guys, what was the song I was singing? Was I singing, I will enter his gates with exhaustion in my heart. I will enter his courts with stress. What, what are you singing? Are you, are you singing, I will enter with anguish? I'll enter with pain or with grief. Or I'll enter with excitement. I didn't cry in the first service. Or did you not think about it? I will enter his gates with nothing in my heart. The idea of entering his gates today is we coming together to worship God. The psalmist is not giving us a command. He's not saying, get up on your feet, get to church. He's not saying you have to be at church today. I think he's trying to encourage us about what's happening before we enter these gates are we coming with the correct attitude or are we coming with the correct mindset? It's not about applause or laughter or singing or noise or happiness or music. Those are just byproducts of when God's people get together and when they get together to worship Him and be in His presence. I think in the message they're saying, on your feet, be upstanding, get up and be ready, be at attention. Prepare yourselves to be in the presence of the Lord. Prepare yourselves to be in the presence of your fellow worshipers. That's what the psalmist is saying. And then you can see what God does. Now what does that actually mean for each and every one of us? It's a different story for you all. For me it might mean, hey, Set my alarm slightly earlier. I've got three kids to dress and bath and feed and brush to get you. So get you a bit earlier. Don't leave it for the last minute that I'm kicking them out the house, cursing and screaming, come on, we, we, we're going to be late. 
And then I get you and I run up the stairs and I run inside you and I will enter his gates with no breath in my lungs. <laughs> Prepare. Get ready. Stand up. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't get here and quickly finish the last bit of the series that you are watching just because you know you need to finish it because when you get home, you're going to start the new series. Because then you're going to be coming in here with the series mindset. Have breakfast. Maybe prepare with like some music in the background that, that gets you in the right space. In the, in the first service, I just threw in an illustration, like the South African rugby team yesterday. I know after watching the game, it did feel like they just like pitched up on the field and hey, they just had a banana shake and then they lost. Oh, we're playing against Australia. <laughs> They're not good. This isn't New Zealand we're worried about. And then we got thrashed. That's not what they did. I'm sure they were in the change room. They were huddled up and they were like, come on, guys. We can do this. We can be brave. I know we got jet lag and fatigue and we got you late and whatever. We might not be ready. But they were preparing themselves for encountering Australia on the field. And I'm saying that is of little significance for when we are coming to encounter Jesus, the presence of God, together. It's a serious thing. It's more serious than encountering Australia on the rugby field. But so often we put in so much less. We just sit. Come preaching now. Yo. Think of something maybe that, that God has done in your life this week. Maybe an answered prayer or someone that's done something for you or a provision in your life. And then Actually commit that to memory and say, hey, I want to share this with someone. I'm going to bump into my mate Jeff. And I say, hey, Jeff, bro, you should see what God has done in my, in my week on Wednesday. This is what happened. Straight away, I'm putting my bit of faith out there. And Jeff is faced with that faith as well. And then he has to go, oh, shucks, yeah, what did God do in my week? Let's come here with stories to share. If you arrive five minutes early, you've got a coffee and you bump into someone and you share it. That's exalting God. That's lifting him up. That's preparing for when we actually get in here and start worshiping. There's so many things. Have a moment. Just think. Put yourself next Sunday morning, 9 o'clock maybe, because you were coming to the 10 o'clock service, and say to yourself, what am I going to do differently that's going to allow me to arrive at this corporate space ready, on my feet. What is that? Your song is going to go, I will enter his gates with... And so my challenge for you as a church in a corporate worship space is just to prepare it's not to come here and specifically make a noise, be happy, make music, applaud, listen to John, laugh, and sing. Those are the byproducts. So I'm going to pray for us. In anticipation for what God is going to be doing for us this week as we prepare for our corporate worship.
And whilst I pray, I'm going to ask the choir, you guys can come back up, and we're going to stand, and we're going to sing, and we're going to make some music to God together. Let's pray together. God, I think I'd like to apologize for so often arriving at this corporate space with my head in the clouds or my head in work mode or my head in stress mode, never having given it a second thought that this is a holy moment. This is a holy space where your people can come together and where your presence manifest as we sing, as we worship, as we listen, as we fellowship God. This space is holy. And so won't you help me to respect it more, to prepare for it more, to be on my feet, and to be ready to bring you a sacrifice of praise, God. We glorify your name. We worship you, God. Inhabit these few moments that we have together. All God's people said, Amen. Let's stand together as we worship.